on the love of a precious wife who never once stopped loving me and the happy smiles of a loving child sitting on her daddy's knee but I know of love greater still so forgiving and sure of all the love I've ever known Jesus loves me more He came to me when hope was gone all my sin he bore now i know for a certainty jesus loves me more he died for me on calvary all my sin he wore now i know for a certainty jesus loves me more amen Thank you, Brother Ben, for that song. Thank you, Miss Debbie, for playing. If you would, take your Bibles and turn with me to the book of 2 Samuel, chapter number 15. The book of 2 Samuel, chapter number 15. And uh, while you're turning, I do want to uh, just give a quick prayer request. Uh, Brother Vincent just told me that uh, they had to take Miss Alta Allgood to the hospital this morning. Uh, they believe that she may have had a stroke. Uh, so do be praying for her uh, during this time. But they just they took her just a few minutes ago. Uh, as far as, as what I was told. So do be in prayer for her. And uh, when it comes to Brother Ben's song, I do have to agree that there's no love like the love of Jesus. And uh, the fact that um, he loves us even though he knows how sinful we are. And he still has put all that aside and says, I love you. And uh, to me, that's just one of the most amazing feelings to know that we are loved by the creator God of the universe. And it is a wonderful, wonderful thing to know. Uh, here in 2 Samuel 15, uh, this is a familiar story. It's uh, one that I'm sure that we've read before, one that you've heard preached uh, several messages before. But I want to draw our attention to something and, and try to be an encouragement to us this morning. 2 Samuel chapter 15, let's start reading in verse 19. The Bible says this. Then said the king to Atei the Gittite, Wherefore goest thou also with us? Return to thy place and abide with the king, for thou art a stranger and also an exile. Whereas thou camest but yesterday, should I this day make thee go up and down with us? Seeing I go whither I may, return, return thou, and, and take back thy brethren. Mercy and truth be with thee. And I answered the king and said, As the Lord liveth, and as my lord the king liveth, Surely in what place my lord the king shall be, whether in death or life, even there also will thy servant be. 
And David said to Atai, Go and pass over. And Atai the Gittite passed over, and all his men and all the little ones that were with him. And all the country wept with a loud voice, and all the people passed over. The king also himself passed over the brook Kidron. And all the people passed over toward the way of the wilderness. Let's pray. Dear Lord, most precious Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for the many blessings that you have given us. Lord God, we thank you, most importantly and above all, for coming to this earth, dying for our sins, and for giving us eternal life. And Lord, we thank you so much for another day, another day to be alive, and another day to serve you, another day to worship you. And Lord, we thank you for this Sunday. Lord, we thank you for this, this building that we have and the privilege that we have to come together and to worship you this morning. Lord, we thank you so much that uh, we have that freedom in this country. And I pray that you would help us to never, ever take that for granted. And I pray also, Lord, that you would be with us and help us this morning as we, uh, as a group of, of believers, come around your word. And, Lord, I pray that you would help our hearts and our minds to be open and to be in tune with what you have for us from your word this morning. And I do pray, God, that you would be with me. Help me as I preach this morning, Lord God. I need your help, Lord. I cannot stand up here and give your word in my own strength and in my own power and in my own wisdom, Lord. It will be an absolute disaster. Lord God, I need your help this morning, and I pray, God, that you would fill me. Lord, I pray, God, that you would help me and do what only your word can do. Lord, I pray that you would also be with my dad and help him as he is overseas in the Philippines, and I pray, God, that you would help him to have a wonderful time. Lord, we love you. Thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. How many of you have ever had... A bad day. I would say most of us have. The Bible says in the book of Job that man who is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. We've all had bad days before. And when we come to 2 Samuel chapter 15, David is the king of Israel. And guess what? He's having a bad day. His son Absalom has tried to overtake his throne. And even though Absalom's name means my father is peace, he has been anything but peaceful for his dad. When we come to, let's just kind of look at a couple verses from 2 Samuel chapter 15. Look with me in verse 6. The Bible says this. And on this manner did Absalom to all Israel that came to the king for judgment. Then look at this phrase. So Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. So at the beginning of the chapter, we really see where Absalom uses his cunning tactics and his artful methods to persuade men and women who are Israelites who they have their king, King David, but he is very articulate with his words. He's very cunning. He's very sneaky. And he has started to turn people away from David and more towards him. Y'all know anybody who's sneaky and kind of artful with their words? We could name a few names, couldn't we? But we'll stop there. But Absalom, he's he's a pretty sharp guy. He's got a charisma about him. He's got a pretty good personality. And he has learned these tactics. And he has learned the way to word things to where people are starting to be infatuated with him. More so than his father who is the rightful king of Israel. And so people are starting to turn and starting to notice Absalom. It's kind of like in a football team. When the starting quarterback is not that good, the favorite player is the backup quarterback. 
You know what I'm talking about? How many of you are fans of football? When your quarterback's not doing too well, you're like, put in the second string quarterback. You're yelling at the coach from the TV. That's what's kind of what's happening here. People are starting to fall in love with Absalom more so than King David. Skip over to verse number 12. The latter part of the verse it says, And the conspiracy was strong, for the people increased continually with Absalom. So this, this traction that Absalom has started is actually gaining speed and gaining growth. He's getting, his entourage is getting bigger. His followers are growing by the droves. He's starting to get more popular than his dad. To the point where David is now fearful for his life. Look in verse 13. The Bible says this. And there came messenger, a messenger to David saying, The hearts of the men of Israel are after Absalom. And David said unto all his servants that were with him in Jerusalem, Arise, and let us flee. And we shall, for we shall not else escape from Absalom. Make speed to depart, lest he overtake us suddenly, and bring evil upon us, and smite the city with the edge of the sword. So here we have David. He is now telling people that are close to him, Guys, get your stuff. We have to leave because Absalom very may, well, very may well take our lives from us. This is not a good situation to be in. And so with everything turning against David, number one, his son has turned against him. Number two, his son has turned the people's heart away from him. He is feeling a little bit of pressure right now. And here's the thing. David needs to know and figure out who his friends are. David needs to know who he can trust. And so then we skip down to verse number 19, and we are introduced to this fellow for the very first time in the Bible, a fellow by the name of Itai. How many of y'all have heard of this name, Itai, before? Kind of glanced through reading. We don't really know a whole lot about Itai. He only, his name is only mentioned seven times in six verses. There's another Itai mentioned later on in 2 Samuel chapter 23, but it's a different character from this, a different gentleman from this one. But he only has seven times in six verses. So of all the verses in the Bible, you only get six verses. We really don't know much about him. But I will say this. There are some characteristics that a Tei has that are very honorable. And it's things that we should want in our lives. So for just a few moments this morning, I want to preach on this subject. I want what he's got. I want what he's got. When we go through this and look at some of these verses, we're all, I think we're all going to be in agreement that Atei has some godly characteristics that we should want for our lives. Let's look at it. Uh, the first thing, we're going to look at three things this morning. First thing we're going to look at is that Atei was a servant. Atei was a servant. Let's, let's, look at the, let's read verses 19, 20, and 21 together. Then said the king to Atei the Gittite, Wherefore, goest thou also with us? Return to thy place and abide with the king, for thou art a stranger and an exile. Whereas thou camest but yesterday, should I this day make thee go up and down with us, seeing I go whither I may return thou, and take back thy brethren, mercy and truth be with thee. And Atei answered the king and said, As the Lord liveth, and as my lord the king liveth, surely in what place my lord the king shall be, whether in death or life, even there also will thy servant 
be. So here we have David. He is burdened. He is exhausted. He's a little stressed. He's a little strained. Y'all ever been there? I mean, to be honest with you, what David is carrying right now, I hope and pray that I never have to go through this. Some of you may have had to go through something like this at odds with family members. You may have had to face this. And I can't imagine what that feels like, especially from a father with his son. I can only imagine and I hope and pray I never have to face it. But David here, he is burdened, he is exhausted, he is stressed, he is strained, and he wants to know who he can trust. He needs to know who his friends are. Over half of his kingdom has turned away from him. Absalom has turned hearts away. And so he needs to figure out who his friends are. By the way, you can figure out who your friends are when you go through the difficult times. You go through the hard times of life, you find out very quickly who your friends are and who ain't your friends. David's a little stressed. He's a little burdened. He's got this heavy weight on his shoulders. His son, his kingdom, doesn't know who he can trust. And so he looks at this, this fella, Atei. Again, we don't know a whole lot about him. But let's look at what David says to him. He says in verse 19, Wherefore goest thou also if with us? He goes, Atei, why are you here with us? Atei, why are you here with us right now? Atei, we are running for our lives. Why are you here with us? Then he says in the verse, Return to thy place and abide with the king. Here's Atei, can I ask you a question? Why are you here? I tell, I tell you, I look, I mean, why don't, you, why don't you just go on back to Jerusalem? Go on back to the palace. And he's already considered in his mind that the coup that Absalom has done is, is, is set. Because he refers to Absalom as the king. He goes, why don't you just go on back to the palace, go on back to Jerusalem, and, just, and stand guard and serve the new king? Why are you here with us? Then look at verse 20. He says this, Whereas thou camest but yesterday. He goes, you're, 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 you're the new guy. You're the new kid on the block. You had not been here very long. A lot of people think when he says yesterday, he doesn't literally mean the day before. It means recently. Because you're, you're, the, you're the fresh meat around here. You're the new guy. Why are you here with us? Why don't you just go on back to Jerusalem? Go on back and, and serve the new king. Because he says this, he goes, should I this day make thee go up and down with us? He goes, look, I, I, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's going to be a lot of ups and downs. I don't even know really where I'm going. He says, seeing I go whither I may. He goes, I don't even, I, I just know I have to get to safety. That's all I know. I've, I have to get somewhere where it's safe. It, it, it's going to be ups and downs. It's going to be, some days may be good. Some days may be very, very bad. And so to be honest with you, Tai, you know, why don't you just go on back? At the end of verse 20, he says, Return thou and take back thy brethren. He goes, why don't you just go on back to Jerusalem? Just go on back. Stay with the new king. I mean, you're, you're the new guy. No one's going to know whether you've you know, been here and, then, and left and then came back. No one's going to really recognize you. You're the new guy. And I can't ask you to go through the dangers of life with me 
I mean, it's going to be ups and downs. I don't even know where I'm going, to be honest with you. I just know I've got to get somewhere safe. And so, Itai, if you want to go back to Jerusalem, I get it. I'm going to give you that option. And he blesses him at the end of it. He says, mercy and truth be with thee. He goes, look, if you want to go, mercy and truth be with you. I'm not going to hold it against you. I'm going to give you the option. And so what an what a interesting place for a Tei to be, right? I mean, he is, he is here. He has, if he stays with David, he has absolutely everything to lose and nothing to gain from this. And so he has, he has left Jerusalem with David the rightful king. He is now uh, a couple, uh, they've journeyed away, and David, the king, looks at him and gives him an option. He goes, I'm going to let you have the easy way out. If you stay with me, Itai, life is going to be full of ups and downs. And I'm going to give you the option. You can either stay with me, or you can go back to Jerusalem, serve the new king, Live in the palace. Guard the palace. It'll be fine. I'm not going to hold it against you if you want to have a life of ease versus a life of hardship. The choice is yours, Atea. What a place to be. He has been told by the king, if you want to choose a life of comfort over a life of suffering, if you want ease over hardship, I'm not going to hold it against you. Go right on back. It's, it's fine. Mercy and truth be with thee. Amen. Here's the thing. Itai's choice isn't between a life of ease and a life of suffering. Itai's choice is between what's right and what's wrong. Amen. That's the choice Itai has to make. Do I serve the one true king? King David, the one who was anointed to be king by Samuel from God? Or do I serve the one who's trying to be rebellious and overthrow the kingdom? Do I serve what's right or do I serve what's wrong? That's the choice that T.I. has to make. Not ease, over, ease and comfort over suffering and hardship, right over wrong. And so let's look at what T.I. says in verse 21. And T.I. answered the king. And said, as the Lord liveth, and as my Lord the King liveth, surely in what place my Lord the King shall be, whether in death or life, even there also will thy servant be. You know what a T.I. says in today's vernacular? He says, King David, let me tell you something. He says, as long as God is living, and as long as you are living... Wherever you are, whether in life or in death, whether in difficulties or ease, wherever you are, that's where I'm going to be because you're my king. That's what Atei said. He was, offered a, he was offered the easy way out. He was offered a life of comfort, a life of ease. You don't have to go through the hardships. You don't have to go through the ups and downs. I'm going to give you a way out. Atei, you can go back. And I'm not going to hold it against you, but Atei stands, looks his king straight in the face and says, King, wherever you are, that's where I'm going to be. And here's what we learn about Atei. He was a servant, but he was a loyal and a faithful servant. Atei knew who the true king was. Absalom was not the rightful king. He was not supposed to be in the place where he was at. That was held for King David. 
David was the king, and Atai recognized. He goes, Absalom's faults. David is the true king. And from Atai's statement here in verse 21, we learn that he is a faithful and a loyal servant. Here's the question for us today. Could we be found guilty of being a faithful and a loyal servant to our Heavenly Father? To our King of Kings and Lord of Lords. If we were standing in a courtroom and we were on trial for being a faithful and loyal servant to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, would there be enough evidence for a judge to say, you are a loyal and faithful servant? Is there enough evidence in our lives to prove that we are a faithful and loyal servant. What does the Bible say later on in the New Testament? Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Italian was a faithful servant. He said, King, as long as God is living, which God's eternal, and as long as you're living, wherever you are, that's where I'm going to be. I don't care who tries to overtake your throne. I don't care who runs you out of town. I don't care where we're staying. If it's the Hilton, Motel 6, or a cave on the backside of the desert. King David, wherever you are, that's where I'm going to be. He was a faithful and loyal servant. He was also a loving servant. You don't go through life with something like this. If you don't truly love somebody. Like we already said, you find out who your friends are when you go through the difficulties of life. And here you have a T.I. He knows, I'm sure that he knows what's, what is about to come. He knows that as he travels with David, it's going to be a difficult journey. He knows that he is there to not only protect David, but he knows, you know, we're on the run for our lives. Anybody who's loyal to King David, Absalom's going to try to have them killed. We're going to be in a battle here pretty soon. I'm sure of it when we have to fight each other. He goes, this is going to be a difficult journey. But he was like, you know what? He's my king. And he loved him. What did Christ say to Peter? He said, dost thou love me? Feed my sheep. He said, Peter, do you love me? Let me ask you this question. Do we love? Do we love? Second Corinthians, or I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the great chapter on love. Several verses in there. I believe it's 13 verses. But to paraphrase, it basically says this. You can have a lot of things in life, but if you don't have love, what do you have? That's what Paul says to the Corinthian people. He said, you can have a lot of stuff. You're going to have a lot of cool stuff. But if you don't have love, what do you have? And at the end of it, he says there's faith, hope, and charity. And the greatest of these is charity, which is synonymous with love. Are we loving people? Do we love our Savior? Christ said, if you love me, keep my commandments. I heard it said, this is not mine. I've read it somewhere, heard it somewhere, but... 
God loves it when we obey. It's his love language. And we prove to God that we love him by keeping his word. Do we love our Savior? We love him because he first loved us. Jesus loves me more. But do we reciprocate that love back? Itai did to his king. Do we? He was also a trust, trusted, trustworthy servant. He was an obedient servant. Look in verse 22. And David said to Itai, go and pass over. And Itai the Gittite passed over. He was obedient. David said, okay, you're going to be with me? Prove it. I need you to take this group of people and you need to pass over the book Kidron. And so literally, David says, pass over. And it says, and Atiyah the Gittite passed over. David said, go. Atiyah said, let's go. He was obedient. Are we obedient? He was trustworthy. David gave, gave him a group of people to lead. It says in the verse, and he passed over all his men and all the little ones that were with him. He said, don't just go by yourself. Take these folks with you. David said, I trust you with them. Atiyah was a servant. Faithful, loyal, loving, obedient, trustworthy. Let me ask you this question. Do we have these characteristics in our lives? Are we loving? Are we faithful to our God and Savior? Are we loyal? Are we obedient? Are we trustworthy? I tell you, I had it. And I want these things for my life too. I tell you, I was a servant. If you would skip over with me to 2 Samuel chapter 18. Just a couple chapters, just a couple pages over. We're going to look at the second thing here in just a second. <clears throat> it's time for battle. Absalom's forces and David's forces are about to come into a big fight. And it's going to be a big one. As a matter of fact, when we read a little later on in verse 7, that there were 20,000 men who died in this battle. It's a big battle. But before they get ready to fight, David meets with all his most trusted generals. And he goes, look, I'm going to take, we're going to take the men that we have and we're going to divide them up into three companies. And so if we look in chapter 18, verse 1, the Bible says this, And David numbered the people that were with him and set captains of thousands and captains of hundreds over them. So he's going to divide his people up. And, and actually, there's a, a, a renowned historian, Josephus, who said that David only had about 4,000 men, maybe. So he doesn't have the following that Absalom has. But he's going to divide them up into three companies. And two of the generals that he picks to lead, the captains, are, are men that we've read before. They're very trusted. They're guys who have been with David for a long time. Verse 2. And David sent forth a third part of the people under the hand of Joab, and a third part under the hand of Abishai, the son of Zeru, Joab's brother. Joab and Abishai have been with David for a very long time. We have to go all the way back to 1 Samuel when we see Joab and Abishai's names for the first time. They've been with David for a long time. They were actually with David before David was actually king. They were with David when Saul was hunting David. So Joab and Abishai have been trusted friends and trusted generals of David for a very long time. They've been with him 
before his reign and during his reign. So it obviously makes sense that he would pick Joab and Abishai to be over two of the three companies. But does anybody want to take a guess on who David picked to be the third general, the third captain over one of these companies? I'm glad you asked. Verse 2. And David sent forth a third part of the people under the hand of Joab, and a third part under the hand of Abishai, the son of Zeru, Joab's brother, and a third part under the hand of Atai the Gittite. The new guy. The new kid on the block. What an honor it must have been for Atai to be in charge of a company along with Joab and Abishai. Joab and Abishai have been with David for a very long time. Years and years and years. And here you have Atai, the new kid. But now he has proved himself. And he goes from a servant to a soldier. A servant to now a soldier. You want to know what happened Itai proved himself faithful in the little things. And then David the king honored him with a promotion in the big things. David was faithful at the beginning. And David promoted him in the end. And here's what I sit back and wonder. I wonder if, if I'm faithful in the beginning... Is God going to let me do something for him in the end? If, I do, if, I, if I'm faithful at the beginning and I tried my best to serve him in the beginning, is God going to let me do something for him in the end? Here's the thing. God doesn't need us. God was fine before we ever came on the scene. And if he tarries his coming, he's not going to need us in the end. God is doing just fine without us. However, God is so wonderful that he desires to use us. And here's the thing. I want God to do big things. I want God to do great things. And if I get to be a part of it, fantastic. But God doesn't need me. He's doing just fine on his own without me. He is the creator, eternal God of the universe. He doesn't need my human, finite, three-pound brain. He doesn't need me. But if he does something great and I just simply get to be a part of it, fantastic. But here we have Itai. Faithful, loyal, loving, obedient, trustworthy servant. And then we fast forward three chapters. And now he's a general of his own company alongside Joab and Abishai. What an honor it was for Atai to be put into that name with Joab and Abishai. You want to know something? I believe that Atai possibly heard the words, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. And I think that's a desire that every single one of us should have is to hear those words, well done. How many of y'all have ever, maybe, gentlemen, your, your wife bought a piece of furniture that came in a box and it didn't come assembled? 
and you had to put it together. Have y'all ever done that? Or maybe y'all were doing something and you get to the end of it and you have these extra pieces. Y'all ever done that? And you have to go back and you're like, I, don't, I shouldn't have all these extra pieces. What's going on? And then you flip back through the instructions and you learn that you missed something. Have y'all ever done that? Never done that. <laughs> you are a blessed man if you have never done that. If you would turn back with me to chapter 15, you'll look at something real fast. I normally don't do all the, the, the turning and, and flipping pages back and forth, but there's one thing I missed, and I missed it on purpose. Something very special about ITI. It's the third and final thing we're going to look at. Look at me in verse 19, 2 Samuel 15. The Bible says this, Then said the king to Atai the Gittite, Wherefore goest thou also with us? Return to thy place, and abide with the king. For thou art a stranger, and also an exile. The third thing we're going to look at is that Itai was a servant, he was a soldier, but thirdly and finally, he was a stranger. The word stranger here means foreigner. And the word exile here, exile here means like cast out or cast away. Now for years I used to think whenever you would see people with multiple names like this, it was kind of like with us. You know, you got your first name and your last name. That's not the case. A lot of times whenever you see a name like this that has two, it's their name and a lot of times where they're from. Kind of like with Judas Iscariot. I thought Iscariot was his last name. But it's not. Iscariot was people who were from the village of Kiriath. And so it wasn't his last name. It told us where he was from. And so if Atei is a stranger, he's a foreigner, and he's an exile, he's a castaway, he's a cast out, who exactly is this guy and where is he from? So if we look at his name, it says, Then the king said to Atei the Gittite, when it says the Gittite, it tells us where he is from. The Gittite is a person who was an inhabitant of the city of Gath. He was from the city of Gath. Now for some of you, your eyes like went, hmm? Because that's interesting. Let me just explain. Gath is one of the five major cities of the Philistines. The arch enemy and arch rival of the nation of Israel. The Philistines and the Israelites never, ever got along. And here you have a Tei. He is a Philistine. And he is serving, and he is loyal, and he becomes a soldier for the king of Israel. But there's another connection. There's another very famous Philistine from the city of Gath. He stands about at least nine feet, six inches tall, if not taller, depending on how they measured the cubit. Does anybody know who that particular fellow was? Goliath. 
When I was reading that, I was like, Atei's from Gath? He's from the same city, the same village as Goliath? Do you think maybe that he heard stories about the champion of Gath, the Philistine? Maybe they were cousins. But now he is serving the very king who killed Goliath. If anybody did not deserve to be serving the king of Israel, it was a Tei. He was a stranger. He was a castaway. He was from those nasty, dirty, rotten Philistines. He comes from the same town as Goliath. But I imagine one day he shows up, comes to the palace in Jerusalem, comes in, he sees King David, the guy who killed the hero of the same city he was from. And he says, King David, I'm a Philistine. I'm from the city of Gath. You, you, you killed my cousin. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know if Goliath, I don't know if they were related. <laughs> it's in there somewhere. But he says, I, I don't deserve to be here. And he looks up, and there's David standing with his arms open. And he's welcomed. Doesn't deserve to be there. Anybody didn't deserve to be there, it was a Tei. But he stands up and he sees the king with his arms open. And you want to know something, ladies and gentlemen? Every single one of us. We may not be a faithful, loyal servant. We may not have the ability to stand and be a soldier and lead an entire company of people against the enemy. But you want to know something? Every single one of us can say, you know what, I was a stranger. And I looked at my Heavenly Father and I said, all I have to bring you is sin. Etei was like, look, I'm a Philistine from the city of Gath. Our families, our, our nations have never gotten along. And here comes David and welcomes him with open arms. And us the same way. We come to our Heavenly Father and we say, You know, Father, the only thing that we have to bring you is sin. The only thing we have to bring you is shame. And you know what he does? He stands there in open arms and says, Welcome. So there's the message. There's the message. So what do we do with it? There may be someone here, you, you still may be in that stranger position. You may still be carrying the weight and burden of your sin. You have not had the loving arms of the Savior welcome you. I'm going to tell you something right now. Jesus loves you. And He came to this earth and He died for you. And He offers you a free gift of salvation. You don't have to do anything for it other than just put your hands out and accept it. That's all you have to do. He did everything. All we have to do is accept it. But if you are accepted into the family, you have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and you are a born-again believer, every single one of us are a servant. But are we faithful? Are we loyal? Are we loving? Are we obedient? Are we trustworthy? 
Because at the end of, the end of life, if we want to hear those words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And we want to be given the distinct honor of becoming a soldier. We have to do the little things. I tell you, I had something special. And I want what he's got. Let's pray. Dear Lord, most precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the many blessings that you've given us, Lord God. We thank you most importantly and above all for coming to this earth, dying for our sins and for giving us eternal life. Lord God, we thank you so, so very much for your precious and holy word. Lord, it was not a mistake that Atei's name is mentioned in Scripture. Lord, he only has his name mentioned seven times in six verses. And Lord, you put his name in there for a reason. The Word of God is about you. But it contains stories of men and women that we can follow their example or learn from their mistake. And Lord, Atei was a man who we can learn from his example. He was a man who was a stranger, just like every single one of us at some point in our lives. He was a man who did not deserve to be in the presence of the king of Israel, King David. But Lord, King David welcomed him with open arms. Lord, just like you, Lord, just like you, when a sinner comes in repentance of our sins, Lord, you welcome with open arms. Lord, Atei was not only a stranger, he was a servant. Lord, he was faithful to his king. He was loyal to his king. He loved his king. He was obedient to his king. And I pray, Lord, that you would help every single one of us in here today. Lord, help us to be faithful servants to you. Lord, this message is not about Atei. It's about you and how we are to be with you. Lord, help us to be faithful. Help us to be loyal. Help us to be loving. Help us to be obedient. Help us to be trustworthy. And Lord, help us to be a soldier. Lord, Atei had these wonderful, godly characteristics. And I pray, Lord, that you would have every single one of us to have what he had. Lord, we love you. Thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name, we do pray. If you, everyone would keep their heads bowed and eyes closed as Miss Debbie begins to play for just a moment. There may be someone here in the auditorium this morning. You are still a stranger. You have not had your sins forgiven by the Lord Jesus Christ. I've already said it once, but I'll say it again. I want you to know that God loves you. And he loved you so much that he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for your sins, for my sins, and the sins of the entire world. And he offers to you a free gift of salvation. None of us deserve to stand before the holy King of Kings. But with a repentant heart, he opens his arms and welcomes in. Just like King David welcomed this stranger, Atei. And if you don't know him this morning, I can't think of a better time to get that settled. And we'll give you an opportunity to do that in just a moment. There may be someone here, you are a believer. You have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. However, there's some things 
that you may say, you know what, I'm a servant, yes, but I'm not faithful like I should be. I'm not loyal. Sometimes I have love. Sometimes it's hard for me to find it. I'm I'm not that obedient. I can't be trusted. The altars are open. You can come and pray about those things right now. Or you can make the seat where you're sitting a place of prayer. I want to hear those words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I want to be someone who God can trust and be given a distinct honor like King David gave a Tei. The altars are open. Several have made their way already. A Tei. The Philistine from Gath. Yet he was welcomed with open arms by the king of Israel. He had something special. And I hope that every single one of us has what he had. Dear Jesus, we thank you for this day. Thank you for your many blessings. Lord, thank you for dying for us for giving us eternal life. Lord, we thank you so much for this wonderful story of Atei the Gittite, a stranger who didn't deserve to be there, a servant who was faithful and loving and obedient, who became a soldier. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us to have some of the same characteristics that Atei had. Lord, we love you and thank you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen.